We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Howdy Nets fans, yet another Brooklyn buzz coming at you. Uh, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, all the good places, YouTube, uh, and otgbasketball.com and netsrepublic.com podcast. Hell of a mouthful, Nicholas. I don't know how you do it every episode, but um, this is going to be a shameless self-promotion episode. Uh, also a Brooklyn Nets Media Day episode. Uh, there is an article that I've just put up on otgbasketball.com uh, just summing up uh, all the important stuff that happened at Nets Media Day. Uh, if you guys check that out, otgbasketball.com, you know where to find it. Uh, so we'll go through some of it, Nicholas. Uh, I know that you were unfortunately uh, at work grinding away, uh, as you have to. But the Karaslavert hype train is real. Uh, and I quote from Ed Davis here. Probably the one guy who I haven't seen play a lot is probably Levert. I didn't really know that he had that much stuff that he can do with the ball, his footwork, and things like that. Damari Carroll continued. Karas, I think this is his year. I think this is a breakout year. Not to put pressure on him, but I've seen it every day. I've seen him tirelessly working here. And then Jared, Jared Dudley, before we get to uh, Karis Levert's comments a little bit later. I haven't seen anyone guard him in the last couple of weeks. He's scoring at will. He's athletic. When it comes to conditioning tests, he's the fastest one here. Uh, I don't know if he could handle the rock. His ball handling is better than I thought it was. He can shoot off the dribble. Uh, Nick, um, calm yourself down. Um, <laughs> we're going to have to only do a couple of minutes on this one. But uh, what are your thoughts on those comments? Oh, man, I was super excited, Jack. Reading that, you know, going through my Twitter feed, and it just felt like I kept seeing uh, quotes about Karis LeVert and the jumps he's making this offseason. And we mentioned him on a couple of shows ago, I think in August, we did a, you know, offseason sleeper pod. And I felt like Karis was being slept on because, which we've talked a lot about on the buzz, is in college, dealt with a lot of injuries. First year in the NBA rookie season, didn't play a full year. Last year got a full offseason. We saw some breakout moments. We saw the pick and roll. We saw the passing that we didn't necessarily see the year before. Now this year, more offseason work, some more vets. 
I think Demari Carroll's been very high on him and saying he's been in the gym. I think Jared Allen even mentioned like the only guy who's really been in the gym as much as him has been Karis LeVert. And I think it's nice to hear from other NBA veterans. You know, you're hearing from Jared Dudley, you're hearing from Ed Davis, guys who are just getting on the team and they're impressed. And I think a lot of the things we've saw from Karis, we've seen the potential. It's just kind of refining those skills. And it looks like he's really done that this summer. Yeah, it's really the third season where you see the sort of big breakout year from many players. You know, we saw it from Giannis. You know, Oladipo had it in his fifth season. But, you know, we can see, uh, I think it's very likely um, that we see a big jump from Carlos Levert. Um, I'm literally knocking on wood, so to say that he will hopefully be healthy. Uh, thank you, sir. But I'm Levert... going to triple knock over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't have enough wood available. Um, Levert's response again, he was just, uh, it was just typical of him. He said, uh, I feel like everybody's had a pretty good summer. But with it being my third year, I feel like it's definitely my turn to take a big leap. It's obviously good to hear from my teammates because I feel like I put a lot, lot of work in on and off the court. Mentally, physically, I feel like I'm ready to take that leap for sure. Uh, any final comments on your boy, Nicholas? Um, surprised that you were able to keep it so succinct. <laughs> you know, I, I've already had a time to kind of analyze this and <laughs> keep my excitement yesterday when I had a long day. So, but um, I think, you know, not mention that quote, but we've heard from Karius over the last month is the fact maturity and like mentally preparing himself and feeling more confident in his game and also taking better care of his body. And I just think he's a guy that has a lot of skill set. And like those other guys were saying, you know, the ball handling, the passing, the shooting, just the improvements and knowing where he can get better. I think being self-aware is something we've preached a lot on this show and on all of the OTG podcasts has been like, when a player's self-aware, they can really work on those games, work on their game, know their strengths and weaknesses. And it seems like Karras is in a really good spot. That's one of the reasons that I really like Karras is the personality and the mentality he has and just that kind of vibe he gives off. Definitely. And in honor of Karras, I did get a Chipotle buy and get one free voucher. So I will, be, I will be using that tomorrow. Uh, I because, wish you were here to share that with me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, my, my missus is funnily enough, she, there's another sort of London restaurant here that she's a, a bigger fan of. But, you know, buy and get one free. In London, when you get anything for free, you, you definitely take advantage of it. But um, moving on to uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, and he said, because there were lots of trade rumors uh, that we put forth on the buzz as well as everywhere else. And he sort of said, being in trade rumors all summer, I guess, is two pieces. I want to be here. I love being here. I'm happy that they didn't trade me. On the flip side, the spectrum of teams calling me meant I obviously played well. I've been on the other side of the situation where obviously nobody really cared about me, what I was doing. It's cool in that respect. I guess mildly stressful, but at the same time, I can't control it. So it doesn't too much matter. Um, it, it seems there's n not really many more measured guys uh, in the NBA, uh, let alone on the Nets roster, like a guy like Spencer Dimwitty. Yeah, I think uh, somebody in the media, yes, in that's media talked about having being so lucky to be able to interview guys like, you know, uh, Spencer Dewey and Jared Dudley, guys who are yeah. just well thought out, very knowledgeable. And I think that's like a from the Nets perspective, it feels like a positive, you know. It's Spencer has been very appreciative of the opportunity the Nets have given him to really expand his game, talking about Kenny giving him the green light. And it honestly seems like he may be somewhat open to a discount when it comes to the offseason, not saying it's a, a lock-in or anything like that, but it seems like he's really actually happy to be with the Nets. And the, the fact that he said it was minorly, you know, somewhat stressful, being mentioned in trade rumors, you would think that maybe he actually wants to be in Brooklyn. He likes his area and he maybe wouldn't be interested in just going to a team for the money because obviously if let's say hypothetically was traded to Phoenix, he was a free agent, had a good season, they're probably going to sign him to a big contract and keep him there. So I think from the Nets perspective, that's something I really look, you know, I look at a positive note. Yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, 
a big future ahead for Spencer Dinwiddie, and and thanks to the season that he had last year. You know, we've talked about. I've done articles for Nets Republic in terms of the fact that I believe that he could be a sixth man of the year contender in a new role. Uh, obviously, it's going to be what Coach Kenny sort of wants from him, but it's going to be a big season from Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, and I'm really excited to see what it can bring because I think that there's a little less pressure on him because obviously the pressure on him throughout the season, you know, on and a little bit off the court because he's sort of become the face of the Nets in a way, yeah. um, taking so much responsibility. You know, the voice of the Nets in terms of you know when we're missing those calls and stuff and i'm very happy to have him but i think you know being able to spread the load now you know there's obviously plenty of pressure on a guy like Delo. we just mentioned carol Silvert and jared allen all these sort of guys i think it's gonna hopefully uh, benefit him greatly yeah honestly and i want to say i'm just really happy for spencer dinwiddie and the fact that you mentioned like that nobody really cared about him he was you know let go from the bulls and the the pistons and like nobody really cared like oh spencer dinwiddie just like popped on the scene last year you know top three and most improved we talked about he won the skills challenge at the all-star game definitely has his face a lot more known around the nba he has spencer dinwiddie stands now like it's just a really good moment for spencer and sometimes it's easy to forget these guys are not just players they're humans and to have him have success in his life is always cool Definitely. And before we move on, Flatbush and Atlantic did comment on one of my tweets saying Spencer didn't want to get on the show. He did add him. So, Spence, if you saw it, uh, we're waiting, mate. Uh, we would love to have you on the show. And any yeah. play for that. We'll let you do whatever you want, Spencer. If you don't want to talk about Nets, we'll talk about Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super. We know you like that, too. Any topics are open to you. You could even host the show much as we care. <laughs> Man, when, I mean, when it comes to me hosting, Spencer, you'd be much better than me, my friend. <laughs> much more knowledable fellow. But um, the, obviously, the, the news of the hour, Nicholas... Uh, by the time this pod comes out, who knows? It, it might be a reality, but Jimmy to Barclays and, and Rondé was sort of the key quote that I found. Jimmy Butler is a phenomenal player. Who wouldn't want to add him to their roster? I feel like we have a lot of good pieces, a lot of good assets here. That's not a knock on Jimmy if he comes. We'd love to have him. At the end of the day, you have to know that it's a business. You have to know decisions have to be made for the betterment of the organization. Jimmy's human. We know he's really talented, does a lot of things well. At the end of the day, we're all human. We all connect in some way. So we find out who he is and how he is as a person and make the best of it at the end of the day. What are your thoughts on the hyphens comments here? Uh, the hyphen, you know, we share that together, Rondé and yes, I. Sir. But um, it's somewhat ironic in a way, you know, and Rondé was the first one to comment on Jimmy's like status to on Instagram and whatnot. And the fact is like Rondé could be one of the pieces that's involved and he's been one of the rumored pieces to be involved in a Butler trade. I think from that perspective, though, it's kind of sending a message to like star players like we're getting better. We'd love to have you here, but we're definitely going to do our own thing, too. And we're going to continue to work even if nobody comes. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, we, it's the, a lot of the we, uh, the we terminology from Rondé there. Uh, I, I think that's what you want to hear. You know, he doesn't have the ego. And, and I think that that's, it's really nice to see. Um, obviously, uh, we've done so many pods before, Nick, that we'll obviously leave it null and void. But I think that the comments that Rondé made there, will leave them for now. And, and we'll move on to uh, a guy who we're very high on here at the buzz as are many nets fans but uh, a person tweeted out to, to brooklyn to the brooklyn nets account and it was sort of like a player takeover and it said d'angelo what is your personal goal this year and dealer responded with playing all 82 games uh what do you think of that my friend i think everything we've seen from him in the offseason in terms of like uh conditioning you know exercising strength building in his legs his lower body I think definitely screams that like that's what he wants to do he wants to play the whole season and I think he knows that like last year his season got ruined by the injury 
Like, we have no idea what his season would have been like, but we do know the numbers he put in the first 12 games were ridiculous. And if he were to continue to improve, which it felt like he was doing and kind of getting into the groove and other guys were improving as well, he could have been, you know, maybe a fringe all-star possibility or putting up some really big numbers and giving the Nets some more hope and maybe even got the same extension that his friends got this summer. So I think D'Angelo understands that his health is very important for the next step in his career because losing your rhythm on the court, especially with a smooth game like he has, it really hurts you. Yeah, now, this is not to demean um, the NBA players in any any sense of the way, or, or any athlete for that matter, but their body is their product. And, yeah. you know, Le- there is no person, you know, more than LeBron who is, like, you know, emblematic of that. And he sort of set the standard in many ways and going, look, if I put this much money into my body right now, then it's going to pay off in the future and extend my career one, two, three, four, five years, however long it may be. Now, D'Angelo is still finding his footing in that sense. And, you know, he's yet to sort of make his mark and play a, a long full season. Um, 82 games would be nice. I'd be happy with, you know, 70, 75 even. Uh, if he has to miss a few games here and there because of minor tweaks, uh, I don't want to push him too much. But if he's playing a lot of games, he's certainly going to have his name in, you know, the conversations for most improved, for um, all stars, all these sort of things. But, uh, you know, he might be able to get the contract like two of his best friends did, Devin and Carl Anthony Towns. Um, but it's going to be a massive season for D'Lo. His hair's looking slick as well. Make sure you check out those photos, guys. Uh, uh, sort of like um, Michael B. Jordan uh, in, yeah. in Black Panther. It's, he should do that on Halloween. <laughs> man, he's got just the best hair. Like we've we've talked about, like you know, most stylish nets before in fan episodes and in and in the past. But D'Lo, all of our guys are just like good looking dudes and and very suave when it comes to their hair game and such. But speaking of hair games, nice little segue. Jared Allen, uh, another key feature of the the Nets Media Day. Uh, and this is from him himself. Uh, I just want to add it to my game, talking about his three-pointer. I want to start building a base for it because I know pick and roll is my main thing, so I'm slowly going to build on the three-pointer. If I'm open in the corner, I have time to set my feet, then I can shoot it. It's like Brook Lopez two years ago. He worked on his shots, so we started shooting more. And then he said on uh, learning on rebounding. Uh, both things that we've mentioned on the player preview episode, so make sure you're checking that out. Uh, this year, that's really one of my focuses to do better. Playing against him, scrimmaging against him. He's a great rebounder. And that's an area I need to improve on. So I'm trying to take little stuff from him and add it to my game. Uh, thoughts on Jared Allen's... Uh, it seems like our podcast only came out after the comments, but it's like he was listening before. He just knew our thoughts. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I love everything that Jared Allen has to say. It's just like everything makes sense about what he said. You know, working on three-point shot, I thought it was cool. He mentioned Brooke as well. And kind of working on it and not necessarily relying on it, but having it in his back pocket, progressing on it, you know, later in his career, maybe even two. And then the Ed Davis thing, working on the rebounding, learning things from him. I just... I'm really excited for what we can see from Jared Allen. And it just feels like it's been a long time since the Nets have had a prospect like him on his roster that they actually drafted. Yeah, and, and we now have our draft picks going forward. So who knows what could happen in the future. But it's exciting times ahead for, for so many players on our roster. You know, the the takeaways, it seems like, you know, this year's media day, obviously last year with Jeremy Lin and stuff, there was plenty of, plenty of hype and such. But um, it, there's equally as much expectation, which I think is a good thing and plenty of things to take away from the media day, but uh, it's going to be now time to sort of put all those words into action, Nicholas. And uh, how excited are you on a scale of one to 10 to see some Nets basketball? 100. There we go. <laughs> Keep it 100 but Jack, I have to ask you before, yeah. what are yeah. your thoughts on Joe Harris's new look? He's rocking uh, the beard. The, uh, someone put out an awesome comparison as like the Captain America with the beard. Um, he was so, so I love it i mean i'm I'm a man who loves a beard 
Uh, I think Nicholas Letourneau of NetsRepublic.com also put out the fact that he's like a mountain man. Uh, I just love it. Anything that Joe Harris does. And funnily enough, I, I, I remember like following the media day and there was photos trickling out. And I mentioned this on a, on a previous pod. Uh, and I was like, at Brooklyn Nets, where's Joe Harris? Where is he? I need him at the media day. And then they responded and they showed me a photo of him. So it was <laughs> a nice little response. And anything Joe, he can do no wrong. Um, he needs to get a Twitter page so I can add him a little bit more and slide into his those DMs. But um, Joe Harris is a, is a marvelous man, as are all 20 guys who are going into training camp. Also, another thing that we didn't mention, I felt like there was a lot of love for Ed Davis. Like yeah. a lot of love from, you know, Karis LeVert, Damari Carroll, just like having another guy on the team that can do the little things. I think Damari mentioned something along the lines of like every day in pickup, you see him doing the little things. And if he's doing it in pickup, like, you know, he's definitely going to be doing the game. He's going to be doing it a little bit meaner too. And like we said, Jared Allen could learn a lot from him. And I think even LeVert mentioned something, having Ed Davis on the roster and having somebody who screens very well and finishes everything down low. So it looks like they're excited. And we've been really excited about Ed Davis. And he just seems like a guy that, isn't a big name player, but he's just like one of these guys in your roster that you tend to love because he does all that dirty work. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, if you're looking for some video content, Next Republic on YouTube have some really great awesome photos too. Great photos, great interviews. So, you know, you've got it all there. You've got the podcast, you know, you can find us on nestrepublic.com, iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, OTGBasketball.com, Google Play, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Nicholas, um, I like doing this hosting thing every now and then. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, it was a pleasure, Jack, as always. And Jack, make sure you shout out yourself because you write some great articles for Nets Republic too, so check that out. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.